Dysfunctional Family, episode 40, take only. Your boy is back. Uh, uh. Yeah. The bounce is back. Uh. Point out the bounce. Show you how to get that dough. I thought you were done with the back songs, though. So we might as well just get into the episode because, like, I could you playing with their emotions. Nah, I could start with a back song if one is on my heart. Just sharing what's on my heart. Like I'll be so rigid. You know? A different day. Different play. Different strokes. All right. Welcome folks. back to episode 40 different of Different Live, Different Vibes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sorry. You finished or are you done? I'm done. I'm done. Episode Bird 40 man. of this functional family podcast. I'm sorry. There we go. Um, Episode 40, baby. You know the vibes. Like, subscribe, share, comment, hit that alert button so you can get them alerts when they come in. If you're listening on all digital streaming podcast platforms, download the episode, rate the episode five stars, hopefully. But I ain't going to tell you what to do. If it's one star and we trash, you know, do that. But... I don't think it's going to be one star. <laughs> Sorry. Man, to give me that look. I can't even have no fun. I'm just seeing how, how I'm Ain't supposed no to. Ain't no fun that the homies can't have none. Have fun with me. It's how I... you pod. You, you, you have fun. You open up. You loosen up. Yep. You know what I'm saying? This episode is brought to you by Free the Souls Clothing, LLC. Always and forever. Um, hit freethesoulsclothing.com for some of that fire. Five, five. You will move. All right. Episode 40, Dysfunctional Family Podcast. We are excited about this episode because we're starting a brand new series. I don't know what it is with the series so far, but we're going to do it till we feel like we don't need to do it no more. Starting a new uh, series today, hoy, called... Random Spanish is crazy. Yes. Yes. Okay. See, called <laughs> Marriage is Boring. Oh, Part uno. Marriage is boring. Ooh. How do we how do we come across that? Can you oh. can you 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 actually sent me something mm-hmm. that was I thought was quite interesting. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So I recently was scrolling mindlessly, as I mentioned in a previous episode, as I sometimes do. And I came across a reel about um with Lala Anthony, Carmelo Anthony's ex-wife, mentioning that uh she feels that marriage is no longer a goal for most people um, because most married couples that she knows are miserable. Yikes. And I'm thinking now, right? I don't know how long she was married to Melo. What, 15 years maybe? Let me see. I think they got married when he, the year he got drafted or the year after he got drafted. He got drafted in 03. So I think they got married like 03, oh. 04. Maybe like 15 because they divorced him in what, 2018? 
Somewhere around there. I don't know. Because it was very concealed, whatever was going on between them, as it should have been, right? Um, So let's average it about 15 years they were married. And whenever she started making love to Tommy on power, it was around that time. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. It just feels like that's what it starts to go downhill publicly. I believe it at that. (laughs) Just feels like, I don't know. I don't know. Not saying it's connected. I'm not in their business, but it just feels like. I don't know. But um I agree, but we're moving. That's none so we of gotta my consider business. Oh, one thing I considered was this is such a broad statement because we're not far removed from the age that she is. We're like, you know, considered a peer, I guess, of hers. It's like ten years older than us. Really? Nala's like forty one, forty two. You're right. Like, Still not super far removed from like no, I'm the not current she, context of a like decade like, is a lot though. But, yeah, but it's still within, like, I would say the generation of... Sure. Eh, sure. Ish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm with you. you know, closely related, like, context and stuff like that. So, we have we're we also have a lot of married couple friends, mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. of our married couple friends, and we have many of them, are happy. Mm. You know... Relative. Relatively speaking, like... I don't know. So I'm just thinking like this statement that she made that most married couples she knows are not happy or that marriage is no longer a goal for people. Is she speaking from her own experience? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Is she just making this blanket statement for like marriage overall because things didn't work out for her? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I don't know. It just got me thinking. I mean, it does spark the question like, is marriage boring? I think think there's a couple elements that I want to unpack. I think one... I'm not going to say, like, I disagree with you or I'm going to push back, but I, I will say this. nobody Nobody's going to come from context that's not their own to start. Even we're coming, like, you even use your friends as your context. My friends are happy, right? So is she just speaking from her own experience? Yeah, probably, and so are you. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. even the idea that marriage is not boring or marriage, married couples that you know are not miserable to sort of counteract and be antithetical to her statement, I think even that is coming from our context, right? So I think that's important to remember. Um, But what I will say is, yeah, I would consider that she is recently divorced, one. Um, But I think we're both on the same side with this piece. And I think I stand for the people that are in an effort to destigmatize the narrative that marriage is boring or that people are just miserable, Right, like you had terms like the old ball and chain to refer to a wife, or, um, you know, or ugh, once you get married, it's like a funeral or something like <laughs> marriage and funerals, the same thing. I've heard like crazy stuff like that. I'm like, yo, what in the world? Now, granted, like we've been married. This March will make nine years that we've been married. Right, March 29th. That'll make nine years that we've been married. Um, and of course, I would never try to speak from the perspective of, let's say. I don't know, random TD and Sarita Jakes, right? They have 40 years of marriage. I don't want to speak to, they have experiences that we haven't even encountered or, or close to encountered yet, right? So I don't want to act like we have all the experience in only nine years. Granted, we have like over almost two decades worth of dating experience, but that's neither here nor there, right? But I just don't believe that marriage is designed to just be boring. And right. I don't think that the marriage I'm in is boring. I do think that marriage can get boring 
if not nurtured the right way. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I think can make it boring is when you and your spouse are not building anything. Mm-hmm. When y'all are not building anything together, if your life is not becoming better and her or his life is not becoming better with y'all as a unit, yeah, it can get boring. But when you're building together, whether that's we're about to break generational curses in finance and, sh- and and break the cycles of cyclic poverty in our bloodline. If y'all are working on that actively together, y'all got something to look forward to. If y'all have children and you have fruit of a next generation together, y'all have something to look forward to. If if you know you found you have newfound hobbies or she has newfound hobbies or you know you've been promoted at work and there's a new level of life to look forward to. But if y'all not building nothing, of course it can get boring. So I'm not sure. I don't want to like, I love, first of all, Carmelo Anthony is one of my favorite players of all time. So he has a special place in my heart. Um, I fell in love with Carmelo Anthony's game since Oak Hill. And then when he went off to Syracuse, I, I'm just a big fan. I watched every game at Syracuse, every shot. I know every stat. I, just, I ain't even going to go there. I'm a huge Carmelo Anthony fan. So I'm not going to get into their, like Lala and Anthony's personal business. I, I'm Lala and Melo's personal business. I just think they are the, the anecdote that you know right. sparked this conversation. But I think the reality is when you're building with your partner, there's something to look forward to. And I think that it's very possible with the success she's starting to have in her acting career and the success he started to have outside of basketball with some of his like nonprofit organizations and some of his work he's been doing in Puerto Rico and um, in Red Hook, Brooklyn. He's been doing a lot of charitable work. Um, he just started a clothing line. Like, that I know has been building and brewing for years. Sometimes when you are doing so many things on your own mm. and it it doesn't come together for the benefit of us as a unit, then sure, maybe it can get maybe we can get boring because all of my exhilarating stuff is outside of you. Which is not to say don't have your own stuff. Of course not, which we t- discussed in our last episode. Yeah. There's a way to do that, right? But I don't know. I just think that when people aren't building together anything. It can get boring, sure. Yeah. But you got to be building. So that's my opinion. I mean, I have more to say, but yeah. I'll stop there for now. Ooh, that's heavy. I think also, though, um, something else that we have to consider is, can you be your authentic self with your partner? Because overall, I think most people think that they're fun, you know what I mean? Or they're in some capacity, like they consider themselves. I wouldn't say fun, maybe Interesting. Yeah, like something along those lines, right? Most people wouldn't describe themselves as boring. You may, but most people probably wouldn't. So I think something that we need metrics on it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm. I'm, I think I know. I'm guesstimating here. You might, right? I'm kind of bland, but I get. I think it's like equal. But I'm. I don't want to take away from your point. Let me hear. Let me hear what you guys say. Um. So yeah, like you could be boring sometimes, but like. As a person, like overall, I don't think that most people would use the adjective boring to describe themselves. Okay, sure. Right? Sure. And with that being said, we have to consider, or we should consider, like, can you be your authentic self with your partner? Because if not, we also have to think about, are you suppressing who you really are? Because if you, mm. if I can't be freely myself around you, then of course the relationship itself is going to become dull and boring because I'm waiting till I'm not with you to be free, to mm. be fun, to be exciting, to be interesting, to be um, 
You know what I mean? To have a good time. Yeah. So you have to, when I'm with my, my spouse, am I really free? Am I really who I am on the inside? Or do I feel like I have to suppress some of my desires and personality and interests in order to make sure that we're okay? And then in the long run, long term, how does that impact our relationship? Mm. With you building up, you know, holding on to all of that suppression, eventually it's going to pop. That's good. Go. I want to go lay down. All right. Speaking of go lay down, this episode is also brought to you by Rest by Lynn. Listen, I'm right now holding one of the most comfortable pillows I have ever, ever laid my head on. Ever. And I don't, I'm not saying this because this is a partnership. It's actually a partnership because I believe this is one of the most comfortable pillows I've ever laid on. Listen, hit up restbylin.com. She's offering y'all a special discount only because y'all rocking with this functional family. So go to restbylin.com for all of your pillows. I'm talking, I'm talking. She got pillows. neck pillows. Yeah, neck pillows she for when you're flying. Pillows. Couch pillows. She got floor pillows. Floor pillows. If you want to go on a picnic, they, the oversized jumbo joint. I mean, all the pillows. Pillows galore. Y'all go to restbylin.com. She has a special code just for you, just for you for tuning in. TFF15. All right. That stands for this functional family. So TFF15. And you're going to get 15% off any of your orders. I, right? I'm telling you, go. This is some of the best pillows you'll ever get. And they're beautiful too. Beautiful. Just, so many is, different Kente fabric. This is it's just beautiful. Right. Rest by Lynn. That's good. So I what I'm hearing you say is some people are bored in marriage because they don't have the space to be who they truly are. Yeah. So they're a lesser version of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I like that. I like that. I think that. I think that. What What it makes me think about is like, what do we call fun? Because then I also think about mm-hmm. like, am I, am I calling something fun that's usually just like a poor habit for a married or a single person, right? Like, let's say, I think sometimes people think marriage is boring because they've lived in such a way that marriage in their mind restricts them from living. So like they have to harness Mm. a certain behavior. So it's like, oh man, I can't go clubbing anymore because I'm married or something like (laughs) that. Or, oh man, I I used to, I used to be with so many women. Like, let's keep it real, right? Like, I used to be with so many women. Now I'm, I'm, I'm locked down now. It's like a bad thing. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, actually, that needed to be harnessed whether you were single or married. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So I think sometimes what we call fun or what we call being suppressed is usually just a reckless habit that needs to be harnessed whether I'm single or married. And that's in some cases, you know what I mean? So I think we do need to develop, like, a new palette for what fun is. Right. And not let culture define that for us. Because I do think that part of, I, once again, I, I don't, I, I watch some of the Lala Anthony interviews. She's been like a guest on the, I don't know if she's a guest or they have her completely replacing um, Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club um, with Charlemagne and um, DJ Envy. But I do know she's been on the show the last like two weeks or something like that, two, three weeks. Um, and that's where this conversation came up. And I did hear most of the conversation. I got to be honest, when I hear her talk about most of the people she knows who are married are miserable, it's because a lot of 
what is marriage is defined by culture. Hmm. The, the, the culture is defining what a good marriage is. So it's like everything is so shiny and glamoury and glitzy. And it's like nobody's doing the work. Yeah. Nobody's doing the work. The work is boring. Let's keep it. A, let's keep it a buck. Some of the work is boring, but some of the outcomes are not. Right. right? Yeah. Going to the gym ain't fun, <laughs> but when you see results for your body, you're happy. Dieting or changing your d- dietary habits is not fun. I'm like, woohoo! I love eating this, but when you see the results for your health long term, you you are happy about that. So. Yes, there are certain things about marriage that are mundane, mm-hmm. but sometimes the 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 mundane things, that consistency, that diligence, it actually is the beauty yeah. that I can look in the same face and kiss that face the rest of my life, that I can hold the same hand the rest of my life. That's boring to people who are informed by culture. Man, stop looking at me like that. <laughs> That's boring to people who are informed by culture, where culture, and we, I think we said this in a previous episode, but culture is set up in a way where we don't have to sit long with the decision. Yeah. If I don't like a series on Netflix, I'm in and I'm out. If I don't like a post on Instagram, I'm in and I'm out. If I do like a post, I'm in and I'm out. I comment and I'm gone. YouTube, I'm in and I'm out. I'm not, right? Like, Uber so, Eats. <laughs> Uber Eats. Spotify. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't Apple like Music. that. I don't like that. I'm in so a, many options. Disney Plus, Hulu, right? I have so many options with everything that now my world starts to form how I interact with people. So now I treat people like I'm treating things. And things I have options with. But sometimes with a person, you might not have that option. Yeah. I mean, the only option y'all have is to get better together, improve together. So now doing the mundane things seems boring. But there's actually beauty in holding the same hand. There's beauty in loving on the same person and continuing to make it good and continuing to explore their body and journey through ways that make them feel like, oh my gosh, how is it still oh good after all God. these years, right? Like, because you're, you're anti-culture. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? And I think with her positioning and her status... She's influenced by the culture. Let's be real. She's an actress, very talented. Um, she's done video jockeys since what? MTV with Carson mm-hmm. Daly. Oh my gosh, oh Carson Daly. What was that show? Um, Totally Request Live. Didn't she do TRL for a little bit? For a little bit? Or whatever show she was on. But like, she's around the culture and it's it's, it's fine. I'm not yeah. judging. We, we, we need influences in those spaces too. I think my point is when that becomes your mode of how life should be, of course, it's going to get boring because everybody's moving from thing to thing and yeah. person to person. Whereas we find the beauty in the boredom. We find the, the the miracle in the mundane where it's like, man, holding this same hand is a beautiful thing. I don't care who thinks it's boring. Hugging this same person, letting the hand go low, squeezing the booty every once in a while. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> On the same person, that's a beautiful thing. And if you really want to be, I feel like I'm, I'm tapping, tapping into a new space. Go there. Go there? Okay. Go there. If you really want things to work out long term, you cannot let the culture define how your love is supposed to be because then it'll be transient. It'll be fleeting. But when we learn one another, everything that we need to make it new will come to us because we have putting in an exerted effort to grow with each other. And I'm not, I am not 
I'm not jacking the idea that marriage is miserable or marriage is boring. Marriage is work. Mm-hmm. But anything that's beautiful requires work. Yeah. Every mosaic you've ever seen required an artist to sit down and put that thing together. Every great pottery you ever seen required, like, it's work. It's work. Even the most majestic mountain you ever seen was made by a God who had the rest from work. Because it might seem mundane while it's being built, but its outcome is what the beauty is in. So like people just don't have the patience for process no more. They don't have the patience for, 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 for work and exploration anymore. So you're calling mundane things miserable because you want now results. But that's not what love is. Love is not about now results. Love is about process now and continued stages of beauty and newness and revelation and depth of who a person is. So, man, I just went on a little tear. I'm sorry, but we just can't let the culture define us. You know what I mean? And I do want to piggyback really quickly. Yeah, I'll jump in, jump in, because I kind of... And it's going to be like, I I promise it's going to be 10 seconds. But you mentioned that, you know, a lot of people feel like, oh, I'm locked down, old ball and chain, and I can't be who I was before, blah, blah, blah. But truthfully, a lot of those habits that some people had before marriage were unhealthy, even as a single person. Right, So, like, yeah, you think that it's, you know, you're constricted within the confines of, like... uh, a covenant of marriage, but was it really a healthy habit for you while you were single? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like taking down somebody new every night or going to the strip club. and You know what I'm saying? Like just giving so much of your time, your mental, physical, emotional energy, your money, your being to the, these, these uh, activities. Was it really beneficial for you or helpful for you in any way, even in your singleness? So you it, can't expect it probably confused you, know what I'm you more. Saying? Yeah. Right. Right. So it made love a lot more complex. Right. You know what I mean? Um and that yeah. also kind of goes back to like the transience of what you were talking about. You kind of get what you want one day and then tomorrow you have an option to do something else. Like where right. you, like you're if you're not committed to doing the work before you get married, when you get married, the work is gonna be even harder. Because you have to be you have to be uh invested in doing the self-work. So that when you combine with someone else, that's good. It's not like strenuous or feels like an inconvenience in any way. It's something that is the work you actually want to do, right? For the sake of the relationship. Right. And then you think somebody's like trying to change you, and yeah. it's like you got to no, do actually, the work before hap- you get to the relationship. What's happening is you think somebody's trying to change you, but actually, what's happening is you're just unlayering and pulling back the layers of all of the junk and the mess. That made it harder to be with someone. So you're like fighting through your own past and your own stories and your own layers. So, and we all there, we all have done it, we all have gone through it. So this is not like a pointing the fingers, like a right. wagging the fingers, like you're doing bad. It's more like the things that we're calling misery or or not fun is really us working through unhealthy habits most of the time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Or, or or the habits of somebody that just, you know, is not um serious about committing to someone, you yeah. know. So marriage ain't gotta be boring or miserable. And not to say it's not work, but work it has its fruit and it has its harvest and you gotta believe that. So I, w- I think I want to leave y'all with with three things 
um, that I believe can help you avoid a miserable or boring marriage. All right. The first thing I want to say is remain grateful. Mm, remain grateful to your partner. I've noticed this myself, um, that there would be times where Amanda sneeze or something like that. And it's like, because I live with her, it's like, I don't say God bless you. And it's like, no, why would I stop doing common courtesy things? Like, why would I treat somebody on the street with more courtesy than I treat my own wife just because I'm used to her? Like, we get so used to each other that we stop being grateful, right? Every morning when I'm, like, coming out of prayer or something like that, Amanda's, like, usually getting breakfast and stuff for the girls together or their lunch bags together. So she just makes me, I drink ginger tea every morning, right? So she prepares my tea and prepares me a mango smoothie because I drink that every morning. Am I going to have that every morning even if she doesn't do it? The answer is yes. But every morning that she brings it to the nightstand next to my bed, my side of the bed, I say thank you. I can't just assume that she has to do that. She's not my waitress. She doesn't work for me. So I have to remain grateful because even though I could make it myself, she chooses to make it. And that choice shows love. And we got to stop over, no, not even over. We got to stop undervaluing our spouse and getting so dull with them that we stop being courteous, Hmm. saying thank you. Like that you just expect them to do what they do. Yeah, saying thank you. Please excuse me. You're welcome. God bless you. (laughs) Like remain grateful for their presence and don't just treat them like anything just because you know you live with them, Right. Waking up in the morning, not saying good morning to each other just because we walk like, hey, you you, you moved the car today? <laughs> it's like, yo, good morning, bro. <laughs> good morning. Remain grateful for their presence. Because the minute they get snatched away, your heart's in pieces. And it's boring when you stop appreciating. Hmm. Keep honoring each other. Don't stop honoring each other. Remain grateful. I check myself about this every day. Even I don't feel like it, like I don't feel like I ain't gotta say thank you. She know I'm grateful. Even no, like even say thank you. Even if we went to bed on not so good terms and in the morning we haven't yet had a chance to like fully resolve a situation, we still say show each other that common courtesy. Right. So right. it's like you don't have to be in a good space to still show like respect and gratitude because whether you're happy or angry, yep. you should still appreciate who your spouse or partner is to you and for you. Absolutely. So remain grateful. That's one of the ways you can keep your marriage from getting boring remain or miserable in Yaya's, and Yaya, that's my daughter, <laughs> in Lala's terms, miserable. Most married people are miserable. Remain grateful. That's one of the anecdotes to being in misery. Gratitude, y'all. Mm. Gratitude is an elixir against misery. Like, gratitude. Say thank you. Appreciate their presence. Second, you want to take a second one? Wow. I'm still resting in that. Sorry, you want me to move on? I can move on. Gratitude is an elixir. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Because you don't have time to focus on the bad stuff if Mm. you appreciate the other stuff, no matter how small it is. Wow. That's really resonating with me. All right. Second one, and feel free to build on top of it, is to remain builders. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned earlier in the episode, you have to make sure that there's something to look forward to. So, yeah, I might have my own personal goals. 
You have your personal goals. We have goals together as a family to build generational wealth for our children, to leave a legacy for them, sure. for them to inherit businesses that we've established, et cetera. Um, just have a vision for what you want your future to look like, because mm-hmm. if you don't, you're just kind of you're going to get stuck in a routine, a mundane, uh, just monotonous routine where it's like, okay, get up, go to work, come home, eat dinner, watch the show, go to bed, get up, go to work, watch. The... And you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, we need balance, so you ain't got to be building every single day. Um, but I think having something to look forward to kind of maintains a sense of excitement. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, can you imagine what this can become if we continue to work on it together? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that... At the end of the day, yeah. everybody has to be submitted, right? That word submission is so toxic and negative in our day and age, but really sub means to be under mission. We know what a mission is. Submission. It means to be under a mission. Mm-hmm. Everybody's submitted. I'm submitted to the headship of Christ. You're submitted to me. My kids are submitted to us. Like it's it's submission. It's under a mission. Mm-hmm. It's under a mission. If we have a mission that we're under, that we're heading towards, we have something we're working towards. We have something we're working towards, and that boredom is in misery is just hard to do when you're building for the future. Mm-hmm. It's really difficult. Yeah. Try it. It's really hard. It's like you always got something to talk about. You always got somewhere to go. Yeah. You always got somewhere. Even when we don't want to be placed, we <laughs> always going somewhere. And hey, it, it, it just gives us experiences together. Yeah. That misery is hard right. to fall yeah. into when we always going somewhere together. Like, <laughs> so yo, we got to go to this person's baby shop. Yo, this person's wedding. Yo, they invited us here. We got to go to this business expo. Right. Yo, we got to go to this meeting. Hey, I got a call. Can you jump on? Can you jump on with me? Yo, we got to head to here. Hey, I got to speak here. Hey, I got to go here. And I'm not saying the ripping and running is what makes life life. Sometimes you got to sit down and settle. My point is building together to add to what you're saying always gives something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to leave y'all with this and we're going to get out of here. Um, so we got to remain grateful, remain builders, remain learners. Mm. We got to be lifelong learners. I want to learn about this woman all the time. There are times where even in a frustrated argument, I'll say, I don't want to be frustrated. I really just want to understand. Does that sound like me? This happened last night. <laughs> I literally, like, sometimes I'll be like, no, I don't want to fight. I genuinely don't understand your thought process. I yeah. want to learn how you're thinking so I can know, like, how, how I need to approach this next time. Could I do something different on my end? Or is it something that you need to check within yourself that just needs to be done? You know what I mean? Point blank, period. Like, become lifelong learners. Learn your spouse. Learn yourselves. You might have to mourn an old version of your spouse, and that's okay. I knew Amanda before she had any degrees. Now she has more than I do. I had to mourn the uneducated her and accept and embrace the her that now has clients and now needs to step away from the kids to work with somebody whose literacy rate she's trying to improve or meet with parents at the school. I had to mourn an old version of her that's not just available all the daggone time in the house. But I wanted to learn more about her journey. You got to be lifelong learners, embrace growth, and learn more about your spouse. Learn more about yourself. Because at the end of the day, you will need to to continuously uh, embrace the next. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, unless they are just trash and their life is just going backwards, 
Trash. You're going to continuously have to embrace the next version of, yeah. the, of that person. And I'm sure, listen, men have been doing this for me for years. I became a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ <laughs> at age 17 years old. 17, I was called into ministry. Senior year of high school, I was like, yo, we got to stop doing some things. What's it? was like, I don't know, cursing. That was really mean. That, no, yeah. That was I stopped cursing before I was a preacher. You did? I did. I actually stopped cursing like... It was weird, like 15. I, I feel like we told y'all this story before. 15, 16? It may have been earlier than that. I, I because cursing. I think, yo, I really no, I, it may it's have like, been, yo, I don't, I don't need to articulate myself the way. I just stopped cursing. It's I don't know crazy. if you did this. I was cursing when we met still. Like, for what? But I was But too, anyway, though. but not like me. I was a- Sailor? A, ish. So I used to curse a lot, and he used to bite his nails a lot. So we made a like a little bet. Every time he bit his nails, I could curse, and every time I cursed, he could bite his nails because we were both trying to get the other to stop to stop the bad that habit. bad habit. Yeah, and that's crazy. So I did stop cursing way earlier. Yeah, I don't know when I stopped cursing, but it was at a really young age. It wasn't cursing like, for like we made this bet at like, like fourteen. Why? <laughs> I wasn't even that holy like that. That's the crazy part. Like, I was still doing my thing, ripping, running the streets with my ripping friends. Ripping and, and running is crazy. <laughs> Like getting in fights and stuff. I'm talking about like still. I know doing what my you thing. mean, but using that. <laughs> yeah, like I wasn't like selling drugs. Like, let's be clear. Ripping and running is nuts. But still, like, no, but that's a good point. I think that um, it's wild. I I, I don't know why I stopped cursing. I just yeah. stopped. I don't remember like the the come to Jesus moment. It was just more like I don't. I'm a black articulate man. I don't. I don't need to articulate myself it. that way. I have a vast enough vocabulary that is expansive enough to articulate. All right, it's given spoken word and encompass and encase all of the jargon that I need in order to express how I feel. Like I was on one. Okay, on one to wrap up this first part of our marriage is boring series. Marriage doesn't have to be boring. Oh, about to go through the three you things. You just again. have to be These willing. <laughs> you have to be willing to do the work. Yeah. To make sure that your relationship is ever evolving. Because the 13-year-old me that Deshaun met is not the 30... 30 Jesus. 33-year-old you. It's been a while. Oh, uh, yeah. The 13-year-old me that he met is not the 33-year-old me that he is currently with. And we have to continue to evolve our relationship to make sure that it is not only sustainable, but exciting. You want to be in a fun relationship. And... If your partner is like your best friend, for most people, you consider your husband or wife your best friend, or your boyfriend or girlfriend your best friend, what are some of the things that you would do with your best friend? You want to mm. go out to eat? You want to go for a walk? You want to- Go on vacation? You want to? No, nah, not right now. Right, I got sorry. some things I'm building. But I'm saying like, just think of think of the kinds of things that you would want to do with your friend and you know continue to evolve. Because I like to say, a little thing I like to say is- a. Uh, Anything not growing is dead. So if your relation, if you're not growing as a person, if your relationship is not growing, you gotta dig up those dead weeds, change the soil, replant it, and re-strategize. Don't Sorry, throw the plant away. No, she like you got a farm. You've been planting recently. She got these plants in our house. She's a new thing. So see, Mine. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not into it as much as you, but I, I'm glad they're in our home. What so is your new thing? Ish. I mean, they half dead, but they here. Um, they're not half dead. They, they are right there. Yeah, they could I be healthy. Like but yeah, yeah, the moral yeah, yeah. of the story is, you doing know, don't throw the plant out. All right, let me finish because you interrupted me. Don't throw the don't throw the plant out. 
If you need to dig up those old weeds, repot it, get it a bigger uh, uh, container to hold it. Do what you have to do. Make the adjustments, but don't get rid of the relationship just because it's not what it used to be. Okay. That's it. That's that. That's, That's all. that. And this is that. <laughs> this is this or that. This or that. All, all right, right. Let's get to We forgot our oh, muscles and Oh, how we forget again? <laughs> we ain't been doing this or that in a while. Oh, right. that's crazy. It's cool. All right. This is going to be count of three. I'm going to read the first one. Okay. All right. Would you rather commit a crime with your partner or turn them in for a crime they committed? One, two, three. Commit, commit a, a crime, crime with, with my, my partner. partner. Yeah, I'm not no turning you in. Ain't no way. <laughs> ain't I'm from that. I'm from that. We're going to do what we have to do and figure out a way to not get caught, but yeah. <laughs> we got to be on the run. Bonnie and Clyde, my Part boy. Part of me is like turn you in so I can still get like conjugals and stuff like that. Because committing a- Sex is what you're thinking about? No, t- intimacy and time with you. My thing is this. If we commit a crime- uh, We both get Together, caught. we both get caught and we both go to our separate jails. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't get a conjugal with another incarcerated person. Mm. It'll work like that. Either way, you know I'm, so it's like I'm taking a risk. If I snitch on you, <laughs> at least I come and see you and we get time together. So, I don't know. What if I'm it's like 20 kidding. years? You're going to come see me? For 20 years? In jail. Like, <laughs> yeah. Better or worse. That's sweet. Hey, listen. I might come in Paul and Silas out there, mug. Okay. We're moving. You know me. I, believe, you... I still believe in the word of God. I pray until them jail doors open. Iyamashaya. Sorry. Had a moment. Okay. Let's go. Would you rather clean up your partner's vomit or clean up your partner's blood? Three, two, one. Vomit. vomit. That's pretty easy for me. One, because I've already had to clean your vomit before. I was pregnant, so don't say it like that. I feel like I would have had to clean the vomit even if you weren't pregnant. No, nah, because of the condition you were in. You didn't throw it because you were pregnant. The vomit I cleaned was because you had oh, eaten something, something bad. That, yeah. Super Bowl weekend and it was the day of the Super Bowl and, and I had these some nachos. I had some loaded nachos. And they messed her up. Yeah, I was what I was a week away from giving birth and Yeah, she threw it up all over the bed. But it was like in a corner. we were like projectile. <laughs> we were laying like on a corner of the edge of the bed and the way it was in like our old house. Project the, the bed was like to the edge of the bed of the, of the room, so it was like all over the wall, down like on the side. It was just a weird. It was very inconvenient to clean up. Yeah, so I cleaned it but up. Yeah, I think I pick vomit because blood stains. That's like, what you're thinking about. Yeah, so I can clean up the blood, but it's like after that, and how am I gonna get the stain out? Now every time I go to this specific spot, I'm gonna be reminded of blood, and then no matter how much I clean it, I'm still gonna feel like it's dirty. Whereas vomit, wow. you clean it up, you wipe it down, you disinfect it. There's no visible evidence that vomit was there. Usually. Really? Yeah. Like I don't want to see a blood stain. That's not why I chose vomit. Why you chose it? Because if you vomit, it's mm-hmm. for two reasons. You are either sick. You're not doing well. We can treat that. Mm-hmm. Or you're pregnant. Blood means you're hurt. <laughs> and having or to clean sick. up your blood means that if you're sick where blood is coming out of you, yeah. you know how sick you got to be. I wouldn't want you with either of those conditions. Why am I cleaning up blood? That means mm. you got hurt. You got you fell, got stabbed, got like something. Stabbed? Listen, blood, yeah. let's just, right. I don't want to imagine you being that hurt to where I have to clean up your blood. 
So that's why I chose vomit. Just a more like pleasant way of thinking about you. It's crazy as that sounds. Um, my turn? Yep. Or I'll read it out. Would you rather a homemade dinner from your spouse or a surprise dinner at your favorite restaurant? One, two, three. Surprise homemade dinner, dinner from your spouse. <laughs> Don't. All right, I won't. Yeah, I feel like we go out to eat fairly frequent, but for it to be a surprise, I think, would be nice. Whereas... So my hand from you... I don't surprise you with enough dinners. No. That is what you just said. To surprise would be nice. You're saying I don't yeah, surprise you Yeah, it would be enough. nice, but it's not like something I'm surprised, like a no, desire I'm suppressing. You say it in front of everybody. No, I'm being you honest. I don't know. Believe you. You surprise me enough with like other stuff. Okay. Like a lot of random like gifts. So surprise dinner at a nest, at a restaurant. Me taking notes. Etched in my palm. All right, that was part one of our marriage is boring series. Get to explain. Oh crap! I'm sorry. You were taking notes and then you, uh, yep. Tell me why no, you prefer a home. In the episode. No, tell me why you pre- prefer a homemade dinner. It's cheaper. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's cheaper. Cheaper to keep it that boy. Cheaper to keep it that boy. If you know Martin, then that's funny. All right, y'all. Don't forget. Telling them, like. <laughs> Telling them it's funny only if they know Martin is crazy. Yeah. All, All right. right that wraps up part one of our Marriage is Boring series. Y'all yeah, know what to that. do. Hit subscribe, like, sh- like, subscribe, share, download, comment, rate. Boost the algae. Shop FreeTheSoulsClothing.com. Shop RestByLen.com. Follow at FreeTheSoulsClothing on Instagram. Follow at RestByLen on Instagram. And we will catch y'all in dos weeks. Oh, also, hit this fucking up, Emily, my cat's in it. It's on the screen. Been there, done that. Let's just clarify that because this is money involved. I just want to be super clear. Cash app, dollar sign, this functional family. Thank you very much. Yeah. Run it up. Have my money. All right, bye. (laughs) 